Pulp MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Daytona Supercross Review. JT and Weeds joining me shortly here. I want to thank the folks at Red... Uh, Re- well, Renthal, I want to thank folks at Renthal, Renthal.com, and Maxis. MXST's out now, developed by Jeremy McGrath, FatBar36, Renthal.com. But I also want to thank the folks at Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. Uh, the Kinetic Mesh is out now, 2020 and a half, and uh, they did, debuted it in Daytona. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Alias CBD as well. Alias RacerX is the code to save. Designed for the extreme athlete and all of us. Everyone is talking about CBD. But Alias Pain Bomb is so much more. They spent two years working with the top scientists in the field to create a bomb uh, that works for you and the Geico Honda team as well. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. Thank you people for listening. Let's dive into this with JT and Weege. All right, as stated in the introduction, let's get going and dive into Daytona and talk about everything that happened there. Round 10 on the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Thank you, Maxis Tires. Thank you, Renthal, as well, for coming on board. And, of course, Alias CBD guys, of course, on board with us. So with us uh, from Florida for the start of what is normally his hell week, it's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Lot, just, just, going on. just beat down. Well, what really... What really makes it hard to see any light at the end of the tunnel yep. is our live show coming up at Indy. Yeah, this uh, Friday. Yep. Yes. So uh, I have back-to-back Daytona weekends with American Flat Track next Saturday and Supercross yesterday. But I have to leave to go to Indy in between all this and then fly back. So I hope the fans are happy when they come to our live show. And more importantly, Steve, yep. I hope you are because you were adamant. I was. I had to be there. Well, you're you're great. You're, you blame yourself for being funny and interesting and exciting oh. and all. blame yourself all right so uh, okay all right you're, uh, you're not one to throw compliments out very much i don't right. think you're known for that so i don't even know if i buy this <laughs> also here you're manipulating me also yeah. here in studio he's doing the pulp show tomorrow night two-time german supercross champion two-time montreal supercross champion privateer hero jason thomas what's up jt not much i was just at the event that you love to hate the 50th anniversary of the daytona supercross Oh, we will get into this. I'm happy we to, will get into this. I'm happy Absolutely. To be here. Please don't flip those magazines uh, pages. You can hear them through the microphone. It's, so. it's just adding to the the whole okay. vibe. All right. Look at this Basset Hound. Look at that beautiful Basset this Hound. This is the Racer X review. I'm looking at a Racer X. Yeah, true. True that. And a beautiful Basset Hound. Weege, if only you were here. The magazine's great. Yes, JT. You're right. Mm. Looking at this picture okay, of Brayton so, where you can't tell what gear is. All right. Wearing. Let's. 
let's get well, started. Let's start with let's let's start. We had to have the fly racing radio show. We did. Absence of Steve. Yeah. Uh, but somehow Steve, JT, I think you'd agree. Steve was the main topic. He was. It went really well, though. I thought the show went really well, but Steve was <laughs> definitely. How was I? How was I the main topic? Definitely the subject of most of the conversation. <laughs> what? what? Yes. <laughs> most of the show was about how you were not even at the race yet, still complaining about a race you weren't even there for. Oh. Yeah. Never seen someone so mad about a race that they're not at. Well, there was a reason why I didn't go. Like, look, we all, well, not everybody, but we all have that drunk relative, the drunk uncle, maybe the aunt that's a floozy. Maybe, you know, we all have these things, and the family has to get together. Or, or listen, it happens to a lot of people. Parents, parents are older, okay, and they no longer can live on their own. And the siblings have to get together and have a discussion about putting mom and dad in a home, right? This is this is the course of normal life. Y'all agree with me, right? Well, I, is, I don't agree with where you're going. Is it time to have the conversation about Daytona? Is it time? It it's, did turn fifty. It is. It, it see. It probably can't <laughs> hold its bowel or its bladder as good as it used to, or anything. <laughs> like, look the. It's not what anywhere where it used to be, JT. When I started, or you raced it. It's no really. It's no longer. Well, I mean, track and program and all that. You know, I don't know. I think it's probably the same. Oh, it's in the daytime with forty well, guys. No, I mean, as far as like the things that you're complaining about, I don't think they were any better then. It was thirty guys, not forty. It was forty at one point. In the main? Yes. No, thirty. Not when you there, but before you. Okay. It was forty. That was that when they raced on the beach. Uh, I don't know. Listen, I I just. And look, you, I heard about this will call. There's a will call issues going on with this race. There's different passes needed. There's different parking. All of this. So, <laughs> this race, did you watch it back, Wygant, this morning? Or I guess you didn't. You were at GNCC. Bro, this is laughable. This is laughable that your two complaints were about. There's different will call and passes and l parking. I, I mean, can you get any more third okay. world, first world with your complaints? Okay. I'm asking the question, is it time to have a conversation that, like Gainesville, this race doesn't work anymore? Are you being serious right now? 100%. He's being serious, yes. 100%. I've already been through this all, all day. All day. Are you? Oh, poor JT. Don't ever go in studio after Daytona. Don't do it. Listen. Okay. Did you, you Weed, you were at GNCC all day. By the way, how did T-Dags do? Top 10? Uh, he was up front early, which yeah. is a Florida GNCC tradition. He usually whole shots top three, start at worst. Um, but I got to look at the results now to okay. see All right. uh, where he ended up. JT, you didn't watch it back. You were there. I did. Oh, you did? I watched it today. Okay. Wow. While you were mountain biking. Thank you to Eli Tomac for making it somewhat exciting. We'll talk about him in a second. And great ride. It was beyond horrible on TV. Beyond horrible. It was like I would rather have watched a test pattern. On, on TV. Just, it was not good. Ricky knows how to design a track, but I think he's limited uh, by the width of the pit lane, some sprinklers he has to go around. The, he mentioned on the broadcast that he couldn't, he couldn't touch the logo, you know, the grass logo. Mm -hmm. um, that was cool having the logo there, though. We oh, usually don't get that. I thought it was cool. Okay. Track was god-awful. There was barely any passing. How did it work out for you? Like riding out there, you thought the track was bad? I mean, everybody did. 
I, I read comments. I, I listened to things. I watched Race Day Live with Jim Hawley and that other goofball. Like, I, <laughs> it was, wasn't was good. So, like... I don't know. Okay, I don't think it like, was all bad. It's, 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 not, it's nowhere... It went into this... It went from this really cool, different motocross event, JT and our day. The tra- okay, no, hold on. To hold a on. full Subi. The track... The track, like when I started, 97, back then, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 01, 02, the track was terrible. There were holes from like where the grass met the yeah. jump faces. Yeah. Big holes and G outs. I think that was the track terrible. builder. That was the track builder at the I don't, time. It, but what do you, so, what's the difference? It went from that to a, like, remember like when Chad beat Ricky 05? That yeah. was as much of a. Full you mean 03? Oh, Chad's yeah. favorite year 03? Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started <laughs> on that. It were you still with us? Yes. Okay. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. Okay. It went from a, waiting my turn. It went from that to a full soupy at night. You know more so. It than, wasn't full soupy. It was more than it is now. More, more than, than the last this year. Yes. Or no. Than, well, even more than anniversary. Even more than past year. So now we got a hybrid of, and it's been terrible. The, this race has been. Terrible. The track has been terrible, and it's not all Ricky's fault. Like I said, there's lots of things he has to work with. It's a pain in the ass for everybody. You couldn't get anywhere to watch the races as a as an industry person. I guess mm-hmm. you had to buy grandstand tickets, or else you were screwed. So I'm with uh, you listen, on the, the stands and the will call. Y- yeah, those problems. I'm in okay. because I dealt with all but of that. Is it time to have a conversation that we need to put Daytona in the home? No. No. Okay, all right, all right. I just... No. So Look, we just embraced There were a it. lot of fans there, and they were cheering, and they were loud. Are we are we including fans in any of this focus group of if we should have a race or not? Or are they just... There were a lot of people there. As long as the industry there. people can't get their passes. There were a lot of people there. Is that there. action? But there, yeah. we, we, there was nothing happening on the racetrack. That 450 main event was awesome. Thank you to Eli Tomac. The main event was awesome. Thank you for Eli... Uh, no, okay, no, no, no. It was not awesome. It was. It, it was, was awesome, awesome because of one guy. Who had to, you know, absolutely ride? It was, a, it was awesome because fire. all four of those guys, so, Roxon, Tomac, Anderson, and Webb, I thought put on a great show. That's my yeah, opinion. yeah. There were definitely times when when Webb got to second, and I do I do know there was a difference in live and TV on this. When Webb got to second, I think he was down six seconds. He got it down to four and a half, and we've seen Webb do this to Roxon in the past. And there was about two or three laps, so that's three to five minutes where you're like, oh, 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 oh what's going to happen here? Now, maybe on TV it didn't look that way, but there was much more going on than just, thank you, Eli Tomac, for saving the day. And the battle, dude, I think Barsha and Plessinger were side-by-side side for the entire main event. I thought the racing was great. So if the 450 main event, isn't that the main thing? If the 450 main event is good, then what's the problem? I guess our definition of good is different. I don't know. So, what, okay, what, all right, what, so listen. On. Listen, I'm you just... You don't think the 450 main event was good? Thank you to Eli Tomek. It was good. It doesn't matter it who passable. you think. It was passable. Thank what? you to Eli. Oh, man. I see. To me, that was one of the all-time Daytona main events. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, All right. So, I actually, that Dallas race last year, thank you to Eli Tomac. That race was garbage. That race was awful. Th- oh, sorry. Thank you to Cooper Webb in Dallas last year. Yeah, that race was garbage. It's always thank you to somebody. Somebody made a come from behind charge and won the race. Okay, they look, look from it. Oh, look, that's not fair. I wasn't there. I wasn't at this garbage race. Okay, oh, and gosh. but I am asking the question, and you guys say no. Okay, I'm not saying they couldn't make adjustments. I think the transition from Feld to DIS and the the integration of those two, I think it could use some help between 
the the people working on the track to the people handling passes to the security to the parking all of it every ounce of it integration wise from one promoting body you know sanctioning body all the people working with dis i think all of that could use help it wasn't smooth and I, and i that's starting from friday morning all the way through saturday night we'll call all of it i think could use a smoothing out but if you think i'm gonna sign up for let's not go to daytona anymore you're dreaming that's not you're that's you not can't even have this conversation with you though why because you're born and raised in florida and that place is magical to you. That place is historic. Cathedral of Speed. You that's were the not, that's, I, that's not you it. You were the same way at that jerky place, too. Like, you just, you can't be have a, you can't have a rational conversation about Daytona. But I think. It's in your I, blood. But you know, I'm like, also, it's Florida. I'm also. If they had the Gators played there, you would, you would die. You would. <laughs> but I, I'm with you on there needs to be some adjustment. I just think throwing the baby out with the bathwater is crazy talk. Can the track get any better? Yeah. Than what it's been. Yeah. It can. I didn't like this year's track. It was terrible. I, I mean, I'm okay. I'm, some, I'm somewhere in the middle. Okay. But I, I think I didn't like it. Have we seen a good track in the last five years at Daytona? And again, I'm not blaming Ricky. Like, he's got things to work with. So I'm, you know, I'm. I'm. If I had to choose between the track last night and a track that I rode in like 01, I'll take the track last night. Dealing with the grass to, to lime rock situations right. and clay and holes everywhere. That wasn't good. Right. It was not good. I think that thing was built with literally just a a, a backhoe. That's <laughs> all they had for equipment back then. I don't know. There just wasn't a lot of thought put into how that was going to okay. shape up at the end of the event. Weege, why did Gainesville get canceled? Because it was weird to have an outdoor Timing. national um, in March and to have the rest of the series two months later. Timing. It didn't work for everybody. With Timing. This no, it's because it was weird to have an outdoor national in March and then the rest of the series two months later. Yeah. What do you mean it didn't work? It so, was literally the schedule. That was the only problem. Yep. I mean, they have a race so, 30 miles away now at WW. This is the same idea. It doesn't work. <laughs> Dude, I, I just I, I hope people listening to this are cringing. Nobody cares about an event's will call and parking. and, and uh, JT all that. Seems uh, Nobody cares. Uh, JT uh, seems to. I don't know about that. Sorry, that doesn't I had, matter. Sorry, Weege. You, you, you and your great pass that gets you anywhere, and you do live announcing there and everything else. Like, there, were sorry, a lot of, there were a lot of okay. complaints about that. Do, do you think when people watch the Super Bowl, they give a crap how the media passes or players getting free tickets, how it okay, works well, out? It doesn't matter. The Weege, finished product for be, the fans is all that matters. Okay, we – Know that this is more than just a finished product for fans and all that matters. Otherwise, we'd keep, we'd keep going to Minneapolis Supercross because they loved it. There's a lot of things that go into this sport behind the scenes, and us three try to talk about it and look at it from different business points and different viewpoints and teams and fans. Yeah, but these, and, are, petty, know, these are petty problems. These are petty problems. Going to Minneapolis in, in January or February is a major problem. Going to Central Florida where half or, sorry, three-quarters of the riders live in the middle of a whole bunch of motorcycle activity on Daytona okay. Bike Week is not a problem for the industry, uh, like uh, going to Minneapolis in February. I'll put you in the no category. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I just think anyone I'll listening to this would be like, I don't, what do these guys talk about with their passes and their parking? That affects 2% of the people that are there, the people that are yeah, in the industry being paid to be there. That, Who cares? It was, I, there were a lot of people that couldn't go areas where they thought they could go because there were different sections. You could. It was, it was not, as, not as easy as you're making it, but I'm not Anywhere near where Mathis is either, though. Listen, I'm just asking, do we need another conversation? You both say Bro, no. Bro, I got okay. accosted 
several times. I was late for a 10 a.m. meeting on Saturday because they wouldn't let me get to the stage. And they're like, you can't go through here. I'm like, the stage is literally where I work. I am the announcer. I work on that stage. You have to let me go to that stage. And they were actually almost like saddened uh, by my attitude. But here's the thing. The announcer not having the right pass to get to the stage doesn't matter. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just saying I'm just saying yeah. all of that could be smoother. That was my only point. The 100%. In, the integration, could be smoother, but it's not a reason I get to it. not have I, the no, freaking No, I'm, I'm not anywhere near there. Yeah. I'm just saying the integration yeah. of two two companies working together to yep. produce an event could be smoother. That's it. Yep. And I saw tons of fans Saturday afternoon, tons of fans after the race Saturday night, and then tons of fans even at GNCC today that were like, so stoked in the race. Man, that was awesome last night. Man, that was rad. How about Tomac? How about Roxon? Man, that was so cool. Dude, I felt like it was positive vibes. I don't JT, know how. Do you see bummed out fans? I don't know how you couldn't enjoy the 450 main event. I guess maybe on TV it was a different experience, but in person, maybe it was. You were on the edge of your seat, wondering how Tom, was Tomac going to be able to respond? Was Roxon just gone? Was Webb going to be able to move up? Like I was watching lap times. Like it was, it was riveting. I don't know. I've seen some really boring races in my life. That was not one. I, all right, I'll put you guys in the no category. <laughs> Again, I'll put you. I'll just, you know, like I, I just, I'm bringing it up. That's all. I'm bringing it up for discussion. <laughs> Thank you. We we owe Cooper Webb last year. Had he not mounted that comeback at Dallas, that would have been a garbage race. It's just, it's just, just he bailed us out. He just this, bailed us out. This thing doesn't fit into the Supercross series for Feld. It doesn't fit in for the teams. It, the track isn't what it used to be. It, How did it fit it, in? It, 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 Talk about know? when JT was talking about it. It fit in worse then. It did. I agree. It, <laughs> okay. But but now, like, we don't – like, okay, it was so different. It was a 30-minute main event, outdoors-ish. <laughs> like, it was so bizarre, it was almost cool because you really didn't know what was going on, right? Okay. Then, it, then it's turned into – Supercross, but not as good as any of the other 16 rounds because of dirt and everything else. And then it's turned into whatever we got now with inside to inside and no real jumps. And like, what's it trying to be? What's it like? It's not old school like it used to be. And it's not a full Supercross. It's worse. So what is this thing? And then you add in all the other problems and all the other issues and is it time to have a conversation that Daytona needs to get, go to a home? And I'll, I'll, again, you guys say no. So we can move on. Look, the event has always been a compromise. I mean, Supercross was literally invented to work inside uh, a football stadium. And that is Supercross in its best state. That's what Supercross is designed to be. It's not designed to work on the infield of NASCAR tracks. That's not the point of Supercross. So I feel like Daytona has been a bit of a compromise for probably 50 years. However, it still turns out to be an okay event. And then you get all the many other benefits. I mean, look, for a sport to say that they compete at Daytona International Speedway is a big deal because pretty much every other form of motorsports has a big race at Daytona. And I think that that helps put your sport on the map. And for the industry to be able to be there for Bike Week and have Supercross be now the key event of Bike Week, I think is big for the sport. So, yes, is it as perfect as having another domed stadium Supercross football track? No, it's never been. But it's not Mm. so horrible that you throw away all the other advantages. I mean, all right. The, yeah. the level yeah. of your, you say tomato, I say tomato. The the berating <laughs> that you were firing towards Daytona on Saturday morning was unbelievable. 
I was <laughs> I was watching <laughs> practice going, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. Cancel the whole thing. Cancel everything. And then you gotta, you know, nobody knows where to park, and no one has the right credential, and security won't let you go anywhere. You got nowhere to watch the race from. Thank God, Weed, you have stepped in like an angel the last couple of years I've been there and dialed me up. But you probably had to sign away your your kidney for that, so I thank you. But it just, you know, Weed, just... tell the uh, Andrew Booth story. Yes, yes. So PR director for Daytona International Speedway. This is not just for this race, but yeah. this is. The man running PR for the Daytona 500 and the mm-hmm. Rolex 24 and every other event. I like that there. guy. I like that guy. Well, yeah, he, he likes you. The first thing he, I see him Saturday morning, first thing he says, is Steve here? <laughs> he was so ready to try to do everything he possibly could I like that. to prevent you from feeling this way. And when right. I told him you were not there, the level of the crushing disappointment that Steve uh, was good. not there. Good, good. Well, I may not, I may never come <laughs> good, back, Daytona. Good, he says. I may never come back. Like, uh, it, it's... <laughs> Oh, Andrew Booth has done everything he could possibly do. He has, do. and he's a great. He seems like a great guy, and and thank you, Andrew, for the hospitality over the years. But I'm just going to hammer your event into oblivion. I just, I just, it's not Andrew's fault, but that track was somewhere between a pile of garbage and like raw sewage, somewhere in there. I think I. I hear a phone call coming your way bring sometime it. this week. Bring it. I, I, I'll, oh, gosh. I'll, I'll line up 10 guys I texted with during the day. I'll bring out the text messages where riders are losing their minds about how bad it is. And we need to get these whoops, by I mean, the way. We need to talk about these whoops. Yeah, but, we do. We but, do need to okay. talk about that. It, but, wasn't, it wasn't awesome, but at the same time, like, I don't know, man. I've ridden some really bad Daytona tracks. That one it may not be the most fun track or the best. I'll, I'll give you passing was really difficult. I'm in on that. Like, yeah. really narrow, really difficult to pass. I'm in. But I don't know. The rest of it, I'm kind of like, eh, it could be a lot worse. Uh, what could be worse? Oh, good God. Telephone poles for whoops. <laughs> uh, lime rock and grass. Okay. Like, I mean, I mean uh, okay. All right. Well, and again, I'm not blaming Ricky. I just set all those reasons, right? The pit lane was widened. Sprinklers, logo. Uh, I believe there was a lawsuit for going into the um, uh, stanction, stan- stanction, stanctions, <laughs> stank dog <laughs> for going into the metal grates, right? So there's things that they have to do that Ricky's probably handcuffed mm-hmm. by. I'm in on the whoops though. If you want to go to whoops, I'll. Um, okay, let's talk about those I'll whoops. So I, again, I wasn't there, but dude, those first two heat races of the 250 class, I mean, it looked like Mad Max. The, the Thunderdome. There was guys everywhere. What happened, JT? What was the deal? Uh, it's one of those things where you build the whoops, right? They're pretty tough in practice, but not overly difficult. Then they wear down throughout the course of practices, and then they go into the heat race, and they rebuilt them, but they made them way bigger and way steeper than all day, right? So you have guys that they're not allowed to walk the track before the heat race. Right. That's standard. And you don't get a parade lap to... So you really have no idea. You're trusting the track crew that they're going to build it in the fashion that it's been all day. Yeah. That's normal Supercross dynamic. 101. Trust right. the yeah. crew. They're going to build it the same so you have the confidence to hit it with the same <laughs> speed, angle, everything. Well, that wasn't the case. <laughs> and and honestly, 
I, I'm wondering if Ricky said anything when he shot off the shot off the whoops and almost crashed. Yeah, and you know, in his yeah. opening lap, you would think he'd be like, something's got to be done. Like that's not how they were. And then you see the two fifty just go barreling in there, expecting one thing, and they get another, and then it's just pile up after pile up. I don't Dude. think that was fair or right. Um, some guys Gaines got hurt. Is, I was going to yeah. say like I'm, we're lucky nobody got hurt. Guys did get hurt. That that's a bummer. Weege, were you able to see that from wherever you? I actually was not uh, where I was. That was uh, Kevin Kelly's side of the track. And uh, Kevin Kelly coming in, pinch hitting in the Fly Racing Radio show, filling in your spot. Show went well. It um, did. Yep. Uh, but yes. Uh, Original still actually, uh Yeah, I sent it to his side of the track, and yeah. then next thing I know, he's calling a eight-rider pileup. Dude, more than it, – it seemed like there was ten – so. They were way steeper <clears throat> than they had been all day. Right. So – the I, guys came in there wide open, yep. like, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh "Yeah, my guys God. just flipping everywhere." Right? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. That's not cool. I've seen it happen before. Grant Langston had a huge crash in Orlando in 2005, and that's really dating myself because of that same thing. They changed the the track, you know, like steepness, angles, height of jumps without telling anybody. And yeah, you have big crashes because guys expect one thing, they get another, and then you just have bikes laying everywhere like a salvage yard. Wow. It was gnarly. Wasn't so then good. they went up and rolled them for the first 450. Here. Yeah, they had to. Right. I mean, the guys were crashing their brains out. Right. Like, it's, yeah. it sucks. Like, if I'm a rider, I would be really bummed. Like, too yeah, many. Yeah. Like, and even right. if you're healthy, you're just like, come on, guys. Like, everything we do from dr- getting to the race, travel, practice, everything is riding on what happens when the lights go on. Yep. And then you have something like that that can derail your whole event. I mean, like, big, like, really talented guys were almost crashing big. Right. You know? Well, no, different track, ha- different track crew. Another reason. That's that's yeah. part of it. That's where I was going with the integration. Is I think you could also talk about the split lanes. I think because uh, I was sitting there in the same spot kind of all day, and there was a split lane. Um, trying to think how to explain it for those that were watching on TV, but basically, Tomac. It was where Tomac and the main event kept going outside and was tripling in, and Roxon was going inside right. and doubling in. That section. The, ro- the line that Roxon was taking was faster all day because the 250 guys couldn't really triple in very often. It was very difficult. So it turned into one line, the line that Roxon was taking over and over and over. I really felt like if it was the standard Dirtworks crew that had been through these sections, they had gone to Tampa and dealt with the sand. Right. They had dealt with the section in Anaheim too, where they continually worked on these sections to make them equal. They would have had that experience throughout the season to make changes. They didn't change anything. Right, you could see that one line was clearly better than the other, and they never changed anything. They never tried to adjust it. They never tried to to make them even. And yeah, you got into the race, and then all the two fifties were going to the inside. You know, and I I think that's just one of those things where having two different track crews and having one crew coming for one race, they don't have that experience yeah. from those other races. Uh, I just got to the whoops. I'm just watching right now. Oh, oh, it's oh, it's bad. Gosh. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Um, they, they, it's like a washboard, as they would say, just bikes just bouncing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, there's a lot of guys down. Yeah. Hey, paid off for RJ. RJ went down in the first turn and he passed twelve guys in one move section. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait, he crashed in the first turn? Yeah. He did uh, of yeah. the heat race. So oh, heat race. Yeah, yeah, heat yeah. race. Yeah, yeah. No, yes. I know. And then right. twelve guys yeah, go down yeah, in the whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, let's get into it. So. Roxon was determined to stop Eli Tomac from winning. Uh, oh, wait, before we get too far, did you talk to RJ Weech? No, I did not. Oh, man, he was there. All the greats were there. 
Oh, you mean that RJ? Yeah. Rich- oh, absolutely. Rick Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Hampshire. Oh, I'm sorry. Before. Yeah, no. No. Oh, absolutely. Talk to RJ plenty. Six time. Yeah. Uh, Six time just calling I- everybody pussies, probably. <laughs> right? Just You would be one. Well, I would, you would be. be yep. you, I would yeah. be. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was. They had a six-time. Uh, they had uh, six-time Stanton, R.J. Uh, on stage, and Gunnar Lindstrom, uh, the winner of the first mm-hmm. uh, Daytona. Uh, our buddy Lars's dad. Uh, so they had them on stage at Rob Bitus, and um, they're talking about Bike Week and how cool Bike Week is. And R.J. rode a gold wing with his dad's ashes to bring him to Daytona because his dad passed. Uh, I think a year ago. Mm-hmm. Awesome story from R.J. Hit to throw in. He was the pace car driver last week at Fontana for NASCAR for Jimmy Johnson's last race there. So it really tightened his schedule to get to Daytona. So then uh, Bytus is like, what about you, Jeff Stan? You ever been into the street bike side of things? No, actually, a year after I retired, car ran a red light, almost died, not in the street bikes. <laughs> Great message for Bike Week. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I understand it's an important part of the industry, and it's great for motorcycling if you want to run the street, but not my deal. Yeah. <laughs> Just unfiltered six right. times. Yeah, yeah he's just classic. <laughs> classic. Yes. Was uh, yes. Ricky Ryan around? No, did not see Ricky Ryan. Uh, Holly talked a lot about that race because I think he got fourth. Um, one funny story from Gunnar Lindstrom is he said he when he won the first one, they actually invited him to their banquet uh-huh. in 1971 with the NASCAR guys and everything else. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a Florida Winter Am race. It was like a regional local yeah. series yep. race, essentially. Right. So they invited him there. Everybody's American. He's the only European, essentially, at this banquet. All these, all these whiskey, all these rum, run, uh, rum run, runners, <laughs> yeah. like whiskey guys. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, this is only probably what NASCAR's yeah. been around 15 years at this point, so it is raw. And he says, "I enjoy this, and in 20 years, I, I bet you the dirt bikes will be the motocross will be bigger than the road racing." And they were like pissed and laughing at him, like, "How dumb is this guy?" Yeah, yeah. For thinking that this motocross thing will ever be bigger than the Daytona 200. Right, right. Yeah. And he's like, "But now we're here in the 50th, and looks like I was right." <laughs> Gunner just been, been been like counting the days. Oh, I will have my revenge. I will have my revenge one day. Right. That's right. I he's got a calendar with like X's. Yeah, putting yep. X's on every day. Right. Another day closer to yep. me going back to Daytona and rubbing it in. Um. Yeah, I was following RJ's uh, travels that week. There this week out there, that's pretty cool for sure. So, um, why did he drive? Just because he the ashes. He, he said his here. dad. I think he said his dad had ridden from El Cajon or somewhere in Southern California to Daytona two times, so he felt like it was the right thing to do. Hmm. Yep. Um, my dad's driving a couple times, but I'm still flying. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, Tomac. So Roxon was determined to stop Tomac. You know, definitely knew that everyone had been giving him, giving Eli this win. And and I, again from the couch, I tweeted that Eli was done for, and the German was gone because of that start and the way the track was and everything else. And dude, I mean, at one point it was twelve seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was twelve. Might have been more, but Eli was amazing. JT, uh, just next level, just crushing it, yep. and, and goes to win. But I think you have to give Roxon credit because he was backing up exactly what he said. His pace in practice it was the best Kenny at Daytona we've ever seen. He came out to prove a point, and he was doing it. And if not for a superhuman second half of the main event from Tomac, we leave there going, Roxon did it. He took away a win at Tomac's track, yep. arguably yep. his best track. But so that's where I get torn 
is that I think Kenny should hold his head high because that's absolutely the best Daytona right. I've ever seen from Ken Roxon. But then you also have to look at Tomac and be like, dude, you got Kenny and Kenny got it crap. back near the end. I don't know if Eli yeah, was. I think Tomac checked up a little bit, but well, still, right. I think both of them have reason to leave there going, damn, I was pretty good today. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I think it was a. It was a missed opportunity a little bit by Kenny because if he wins that, he really swings momentum back his way. That's yeah. two in a row. He took a win that everybody had given to Tomac. He missed that opportunity, but he still rode incredibly well, and I think he still sent a pretty strong message to Eli, like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm better than I've probably ever been. Yeah. And then Eli's probably leaving there going, yeah, but I'm still amazing, and I, go, I can go 110 when nobody else can as far as lap time. So I left there really not knowing – who to give the real momentum to. I think both of them have reasons to leave there excited about the rest of the season. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I'm I'm kinda in the same vein. I didn't I didn't maybe you're right, JT. I hadn't considered that maybe those last two laps Tomac eased it off because it was impressive uh, that Kenny got back to him. I mean, it was getting a little tense there in that off camber, which was hard to get perfect. Roxham got close and you're just like, well, I mean one little mistake through here and he could still pull this off. And I think the final margin was 0.7 seconds. I know it was a garbage race and it was terrible. Um, <laughs> but after, you know, 22 minutes, there was 0.7 seconds between first and second. I know that's garbage. Uh, and the fans along the fence line getting to watch these two Titans, you know, coming down the start straight together toward the finish line, garbage. Um, but I agree. Uh, Kenny tried. He gave it everything he had. And it's – I said this on that the fly show there, JT, it's – Fun to watch Tomac and Roxon because they're so good at the exact opposite things. Like Tomac is just one of the most ridiculous late race beast mode closers. And Roxon, what he can do on the first lap and a half of a race is just ridiculous. Um, so it works out almost even in the end. Um, so, yeah, I think Kenny really wanted to win and he could be pissed to be like, man, I really tried and I threw everything I had at it and I still couldn't get it. But even he's got to know like – Damn it. Even on a night when I was good, I guess Eli is just really freaking good at this particular track. But I don't think it's going to hurt his confidence at all. I uh, I would have bet a lot of money that Roxham was going to win that race halfway through that thing. <laughs> I just was like, because of the track, and I'm like, how is Eli going to get around these guys? How is he going to deal with this? You know, like, mm-hmm. there's nowhere to pass. And, dude, he went through Webb and Anderson. Just see, I was waiting for the Barsha. I'm like, oh, here it comes. Barsha well, Tomac, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, God. And then he just, like, blew, blew by him. But yeah. He wasn't even gaining. Um, you know, when he's in, like, fourth there for a while, JT, do you feel the same way I did? I'm like, he's not even really pressing them at times. No, and they were, you know, Kenny was kind of setting the pace. He was pulling away a little bit, and they were all, the three behind him were all in that 111, 112, and they weren't really accomplishing much. And for me, I think Webb, signaled the first salvo he dropped he did a one a high 110 one lap and he cut a, like a second and a half off of kenny's time and i'm like okay well there's something right i don't know what eli's gonna do can eli even respond to this but webb is going after kenny right now he just sent it he's putting in a big sporge of effort right here to go after kenny i don't know if eli can respond i don't know if he can go with him i don't know if he can do a 110 but that was like to me the signal. And then Eli responded and went with Webb. He went around Anderson. It was like, I got to go now. And then Webb kind of couldn't maintain that 110. And then it was crazy. Eli started going lower 110, then lower 110, then another lower 110. And then he finally did like a 110 two. And this is all past halfway where the track is just junk. 
and he's continually setting the fast lap of the race, then resetting it, then resetting it. And I'm, I just literally looked over and I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching anymore. This guy's on some other dimension right now to be cutting this much time off this late in the race where the track is terrible, right? Kenny wasn't even able to go, the, go that fast on a clear track when the track was really good. Um, it was just, I don't know. I don't know how you explain it. I don't know how Eli is able to go that much faster, take two seconds a lap off his pace when the track's worse. But it's just what he does. Like, he gets in these zones and can, you know, he just well, can go seen, faster than anybody seen else. Seen a lot. Seen, seen it a lot over the years for sure. But even, I mean, I guess you just look at Justin Brayton and go, hey, dude, Brayton, you're the baddest dude ever because you you were able to hold this guy off. Yeah. No one else can. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind I agree. He was. I agree. <laughs> um, so Webb got third. Webb rolled well. Um, <clears throat> seven rounds to go. These three seem to be better than everybody else. I mean, Webb just freaking launched himself on the concrete like two weeks ago, and yeah. he's up. He's up. You know, I feel handily beating Anderson and Barsha lately. I don't know. You know? Anderson like, was all over him. I mean, late. Oh yeah. Oh, Anderson okay. tried to pass right. him up the finish line. Well, Ralph wasn't covering that. Well, so. Anderson jumped like five deep right. in the sand loops oh, trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean it was it was down to the last corner. I just wonder if we're starting to see these three guys break away. I I don't disagree, but I don't want to downplay Anderson's effort because he was we're sitting across from each other. He was that close to getting on the podium yeah. last night. Yeah. Um he, he rode incredibly well. I think really Eli is the one that has to be looked at as because he was able to separate himself. He was the only one that was able to go up and get Kenny. The other two were riding their hearts out, and they couldn't go with Eli to go get him. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, Eli got him, and you're like, okay, there's the guy. The guy there's my guy. I need to latch on to him, unable to do it, right? Yeah. Um, Barsha and Yeah, he, and same oh. thing with Webb. I mean, Webb's yeah. done that so many times. Like, you could just sense when Webb got to second, and he kind of held Eli at bay, and you could see Roxon somewhere up ahead i mean he's fueled by that and you could see that he did try to do it and he could not make it materialize this time uh like he has you know at oakland for example earlier this year so and he would not use the injury thing as an excuse you know we asked him about it in the press conference and he said no i'm feeling good it's fine uh you've got to wonder it's probably not a good time (laughs) pre-daytona to have that issue uh but he's not using it as excuse anyway he just you know, as he said, he just got beat. But you know that's got to hurt him bad because he knows he's running out of time and he usually gets it done in those situations. And this time, he couldn't get him. Uh, Barsha and AP were going at it, look like. The you whole race. See, yeah, you can see him. The whole race. Yep. And then Dino actually caught up to them. Couldn't get around either one of them. Yep. But he actually caught both of them. Uh, but I was talking about this on my industry seating podcast earlier. I think Barsha had to be really frustrated because he got passed by all those guys. Webb passed him, Anderson passed him, Tomac passed him, and they all left, yeah. right? And he's left to deal with Plessinger, which nothing wrong with that. I, I get it. But if you consider yourself a title contender going into Daytona, you're third in points. Those – are you peeing, Weege? Oh, pouring a glass of water. <laughs> Maybe. Wow, that's incredible audio. Uh, Maybe but, that'll be next, though, once I drink this water. Right. But anyway, I mean, for Barsha, you have to be super bummed leaving there because you had your opportunity. You were ahead of everyone but one guy, Roxon, right? And those guys were able to pass you and then, I don't want to say check out, but they left, right? They went in and, and had their own battle. Uh, so, yeah, on paper, fifth, not terrible. But how he got to the fifth probably was a little bit disheartening. Uh, AP's riding yeah, better agree. lately. 
AP's riding better. Keep, oh, yeah, for sure. He was way better all yeah, day. I mean, he came off better. a seventh in Atlanta, yeah. which should have tipped us off. Yep. But um, Brayton and Freeze got into it, and we think Brayton might maybe hurt Weege. Have you checked in uh, with your rider? No, I haven't checked in with the rider. Uh, I was at GNCC today, but uh, I, yeah, get, got into it. <laughs> That's one way to say it. Um, I did see Team Honda's footage. Uh, so they were battling the whole race, or, or I think Brayton was – come in the whole race and it was a battle for i you know i think it was 10th uh and in freeze's defense i will say we know that that team is very bonus based right um so there's probably a lot of money on the line and i think brayton passed him in the last lap so i think freezy's saying i'm gonna do whatever i can to make my i mean what who, what could it be two grand five grand it's yeah, probably a decent yeah, yeah. chunk of money right 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 yeah. who knows yeah. and so you put freezy in the position on the last lap of Man, I'll make a lot of money if I pass this dude, and I don't think he and Brayton, you know, they've had their run-ins already. So, yeah, I mean, this is freezy. Uh, he he attempted a block pass so far to the inside, like you know, aiming straight to the exit of the corner style, that to try to turn, he had to knife the front end so much that the bike stopped, and he high-sided, and then his body flipped into Brayton. It was what? It was unbelievable. Yes, he. He could not make the corner. He just knifed the front end. It was the left-hander after the whoops, that huge mm-hmm. berm. Um, so he basically jackknifed the front end, high sides, comes off of his bike, and his flipping body goes into Brayton, who was on the outside of him. It was oh wow! like there was 0% chance he was going to make that corner. That's how right, deep right, he dove right, in. Right. Um, I really want to ask, Seven Deuce Deuce was being lapped by him. He was on the outside mm-hmm. at the top of the berm. Yep. Cannot wait to hear his reaction first person perspective you could just Dude, bro, 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 yeah just have bro. him just have him speak and you'll probably hear it from north carolina yes that's right the volume so i don't know um they said it was a helmet to helmet hit but brayton was more concerned with his hand um mm-hmm. so yeah we'll see that's a oh. that's a bummer i mean to have something go down on the last lap you know almost every everybody almost gets out healthy and then this happens mookie and Hill rode well again both of them Quiet though. Yeah, yeah. Quiet. Yeah, I never saw him on the. TV. I mean, I watched them. They were, they were just ahead of the Brayton Freezy battle, kind of by themselves. Dino was able to ride away from them, but yeah, they were just kind of in no man's land for most of the race. Um, and I, I talked about that a little bit earlier too. I don't know what to make of that for Mookie. Is this season where he's been good, but not flashy? Is that better than? Flashy but crashy. Well, you guys, mm. you guys, and your—we can work with speed, show speed. That's—I'm I'm just posing the that, question. That's where you guys are at, both of you, in this theory of life. You're both like, no, show us Josh Grant. I think Be you have Josh to Grant. have. I think you have to have some Mookie flash in there, though. That's what made him so popular. Riding around in seventh and putting in solid results is not what made Mookie fever. That's not what created such a following. The the whites out speed and hitting whoops at a million miles an hour and doing things that other people can't do, I think, is what got people excited about Mookie. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying which is better than the other. I'm just simply asking the question because it seems clear to me there's a different approach to it. I don't know if that's Tony Alessi. I don't know if that's Big James. I don't know if that's right. just Mookie saying, I don't want to go to the hospital. But it's pretty I obvious. Think, I think it's all a, that. Yeah, it's pretty obvious it, yeah. there's a different difference right. somewhere. Um. Benny Bloss on the Rocky Mountain KTM again, Weech. He's back. 
Yeah, yeah, that was funny. I asked him about it because um, I'm sure he wasn't pumped, you know, to not end up on the team this year at first. Um, but he said he did not even at all consider. Like, as soon as the text came in, he was on board. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you can't be like, nah, 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 you didn't want me. Right, um, right. It's just well, too same, good an opportunity. Same as Dean, right? Dean had the same thing. The Rockstar team. You're right. Yep. You're right. Yep. yep. They, so. they didn't bring him back last year, Dean. They brought him back this year. You can't be like, no, man. I'm a jilted lover. Like it's a factory uh, yep. bike. Take it. Yep, yep. So Benny will be on <laughs> yeah. that team for the rest of Supercross, and and he had a 12, which I think is his best performance of the year. So it was, and and it, with Benny, it wasn't that they didn't want Benny. It was it's financial. That's really what it came down to. Like they were trying to find a way to make it work with Benny for a long time. So um, I think if you're an adult about it, like Benny was, and you understand the situation, and it wasn't, we don't like you. I mean, he was there for four years, and they wanted him to be there longer. You understand, like, how these things go. There's only so much equipment to go around. It's a very expensive proposition. And when the opportunity arose again, yeah, you jump on it because of all of the things you guys have already mentioned. Better bike, better scenario, better opportunity to put in better results. So, uh, JT, his teammate, Blake Baggett, he's in a dark, dark hole right now. It's tough. Um, you know, he's riding pretty well. If you look at his qualifying, like I think he was fourth in one session. It's not that he's going slow. And that's kind of been the theme all season. His riding is much, much better than most of the results have been. Yep. But it's almost, and I hate to make this comparison, but it's like A-Ray, where if anything can go wrong, it does. If, you, if there's going to be a crash in the first turn, guess what? You're in it. If anything can bite you, it will. And uh, I think they're just right. trying yeah. anything to get out of this so funk they're in. Is this going to hold them back? Is he going to be out races? Or I th- the plan is right now to race Indy, right? Hundred percent the plan. So we'll see. Um, that's always easy to say Saturday night. Uh, I mean, he was able to ride around. He picked his bike up and rode yeah. around, but he's definitely sore. Um, did you talk to Tom Baggett, Weech? No, I didn't talk to Tom Baggett. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, it, they're just disappointed. I mean, what are you gonna do? It's a first turn crash, you know. Like, I just meant more which, talking to him at any point during the day. I talked to him a lot. Yeah, yeah. But we just his favorite media member. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're just seeing in, man. You're just seeing in. Uh, Chad had yeah. a moment of glory in the heat. He did that whole yeah. show. Was sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was nice. Never saw him in the main, but uh, him and Benny had a battle royale. Did Another classic boss read yeah, battle happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it did though. I mean, that's the yardstick, right? I mean, how many times did he battle in? Would that have been eighteen? Yep. Yep. Um, but I, I did talk to Chad after the race. You know, he it's coming around. I mean, this was his best result, right? He was fifteenth last week, thirteenth this week, right? So the results getting better, and he said he's really getting to the point where it's actually getting fun uh, to ride again. Um, and I even asked him, like, were you after? I mean, was St. Louis? He pretty much just pulled off and then he was hurt and missed Oakland. I'm like, were you ever considering just pulling the plug on the whole thing? And he said he really never got to that point. Um, but it wasn't fun at all. And now the racing started to be fun again. Um, and then he said the real reason he's retiring is because of the way the tracks are. So he had to get that in. <laughs> it's not because of his age. It's the tracks and the style of racing. Um, so he'd be good for four or five more years maybe. God, you- he did get a 13th at Arlington. So he tied his best finish. You- Oh, okay, 13th Triple Crown, yeah. You watch yeah. him in that heat, mm-hmm. and you're just struck by how stiff he looks, man. How yeah, I mean, he's going up- to be 38 yeah. in a week. He is. He's so upright and stiff. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't used to ride like that, obviously. 
Yeah, uh, that's, that's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. You just because who was he beside Anderson? Yeah, Anderson right. passed him. Yeah, and you're just like, look at the difference in mm-hmm. these two guys, like soaking up a corner, and you know. Anyways, uh, yeah. but good job for Chad. Um, Sipes on a three fifty, right? Got yeah, uh, got sixteenth. Ryan Sipes almost whole shot his heat. Um, Chiz is gonna Chiz. Yeah, Chiz fifteenth. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was solid. Henry Miller, first main event of the year. Probably not surprising. It's at Daytona, right? Yep, not bad. But he hasn't been riding much, so I'm sure he'll take a main event. Yep. However he can get it. Uh, what happened to the bear? Crash or bike? Bike issues. Bike issues? Bike. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brees looked off all day. He didn't qualify well. Pulled it through, though. Yeah. James Hep does their best work. Yep. James Weeks ate crap, too. Oh, uh, several times. Yeah. Several times throughout the day. Yep. Big ones, too. Hey Ray, hey Ray took out Clayson. He was well in position to to make yeah. the main weeks. Hey Ray took yeah. out his buddy Clayson. Yep. Hey Ray took himself out many times in practice. Yeah. He, he's not good at Daytona. His style does not mesh well with Daytona. No. Nor does yours. No. Your style and the A Ray style do not mesh well with Daytona. Daytona's too narrow for A Ray. He's got a. Right. He needs room to move. <laughs> he needs room to swap. Pesky yeah. tough room walks. to be Wampus. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, anything else? 450 class? I'm looking mm. back at this review of the race here that we're talking about. So first and second, very close, coming across the line. Great battle between Anderson and uh, Webb right to the line. And then behind that, you had Barsha and Plessinger very close for most of the race, and even Dean getting into it for a little while. So, wow. yep, just more garbage racing. Yeah, real real uh, terrible race we had there. You know, maybe maybe part of my issue was when they were talking to Chad in the pits, and he said 2005 Daytona is his favorite one, and they ran clips of 2003 and 2009. <laughs> and I'm like, he's literally talking about 05 right now when he beat Ricky at two-stroke days, night race. You are showing neither of these clips. And then they ended they ended with all the greats of Daytona, and it was Lampson on a Honda, number four. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I tweeted, I will bet $1 million they thought this was Ricky. Just any four, number four in a Honda. <laughs> I'm like, this is Lammy's one of the legends. Lammy's one, one of the legends. legends, right. Yeah, maybe. My bad. Maybe they were highlighting 125 national champions <laughs> at, at Daytona Supercross. So, um, yeah. Rough night for those guys, a little bit. Um, all right. Racing was good, man. Racing was good. I, I, and it is true. It's based on the standard of we've seen many Daytona's words. Not coming down to the wire. Many overall Supercross races where it doesn't come down to the wire, but it was really good. Sorry, Steve. Listen, I listen. I'm listening. I was saying, is it time to have the conversation? I brought it up. You guys said no. We'll move on. That's okay. all. That's that's it. Like I'm not. This isn't a hill I'm going to die on. Just a just a trial balloon. I'm floating out there. <laughs> Okay. You know? Okay. That's, a, that's a great move that media likes to do. <laughs> you throw out the angle, you discuss the angle for 20 minutes in a rant, and then you say, okay. Okay. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong, but don't forget those 20 <laughs> minutes where I went off. Listen. It, it's n- We're listening. <laughs> this is my last year in the sport. So you want really to rail against the amateur day and the vintage supercross too? Oh. Here's your shot. This is my last year in the sport, so it doesn't really matter. But I doubt I'll ever go back to Daytona. As you wear a shirt, your shirt says Peter Puck. Right. It has a, some sort of animated cartoon of a hockey puck. Yeah, yeah. 
It's Peter Puck. He used to have a TV show. You don't remember? <laughs> par for the course. No, I missed that one. Oh. I, I, Canada only. It was Canada only, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, JT. You guys got a great bump in San Diego when you came out with the uh, military yeah, gear and Baggett stuff. made the podium. The exact opposite happened to you in Daytona. You yeah. came out with a 2020 and a half yep. kinetic mesh, and you guys were terrible. Blake did get some TV time. Big crash in the first turn. <laughs> so got some spotlight on the gear there. Yeah. Uh, really, RJ threw away podium. Really showed how well the abrasion tests yep. go on that yep. gear. Then RJ misses the podium. Uh, lap and a half to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. We really missed out on that one. I yes. wonder if RJ's podium affected my mood. Mm. No, because it was... When I was sending those texts in the group text with Osborne, that was early in the day, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. It right. was. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of hatred in those texts. <laughs> Osborne was like... You were rapid firing. <laughs> Osborne was like, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like, yeah, it's another day. Yeah. It's, it's, this is called Saturday. <laughs> um, okay, um... So, yeah, JT, you brought it Fly Racing, flyracing.com, the new Kinetic yeah, mesh is out now. Weege, you can put it on either way. If you like the jersey, it fits either way. So it, It's great and everything, but when it's 39 degrees, I just wanted to use that heavy stuff. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to thank the folks at Renthal, renthal.com. Their new Fat Bar 36 is out now, of course, doing a great job with that. Also, uh, Maxxis Tires. Alex Ray using a Maxxis Tire at Daytona. Hmm. <laughs> Should he have reviewed his... By the way, any scoops this year? Everyone scoops or no scoops? I didn't see any. Okay. Uh, the, my- no, uh, some 250 guys, at least in practice. I didn't. I couldn't get down to the starting line for the main, but in practice, right. it was there were some. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, also, I want to thank the folks at Alias CBD. Alias Racer X is the code to save. Official pain bomb of the Geico Honda factory connection team. So visit pain Alias bomb. CBD. Pain bomb? Pain bomb. B-A-L-M. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant like B-O-M-B. Pain like, bomb. What? <laughs> what? what? Boom. That? I didn't know I had... <laughs> This is okay. a different that was that was freezy with uh with with yeah. uh, Brayton. Brayton's in a world pain of pain bomb, bomb right like now. Like a wrestling move. <laughs> pain bomb. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. So Weed, you have your thing or no? Yeah, uh, our boys are down here in Daytona. The Morgantown crew rolling through for Bike Week. We've been hanging out the last couple days, and they brought some dirt bikes and they want to ride. So you know what they're going to use? Onyx Maps. Get the app. Look for Onyx Off Road app, or go to onyxmaps.com. Find places to ride your dirt bike. Or hike, or hunt, or do outdoor stuff. Drive your Jeep. You know, if it's drive orange, your I, drive your Jeep. You know, I especially would be impressed if it's an orange one. Um, find places to go off roading, and uh, you can do it for Bike Week, man. Make the most of it. All right, this is the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, also presented by Race Tech. Race Tech Pulp Twenty is the code to save with those guys. Uh, doing great work with the uh, Chaparral Honda team there, who's down to a one rider, and Michael Lindsay's probably. Uh, Hanging from a chandelier somewhere. Shout out to Michael Lindsay. So, uh, you know, I do this VIP program. Yep. Exclusive program we run. Uh, uh, I heard the others. I heard those <laughs> other VIPs. <laughs> so, one of the members had a Honda, and he was Michael Lindsay came over, and, and we were just BSing about the day or whatever. Well, this gentleman knew who Michael Lindsay was. Asked him, hey, on the Honda, what should I do? I think because Michael Lindsay has something like a Moto Chassis Labs or something. Yeah. Works chassis lab. Works chassis lab. Yep. That's it. Wait, Ask that's him. his company too. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh, this guy. Pulp, so, pulp, pulp uh, ten to save money. So ask him about that, and I have to give Michael credit, and this is very on brand for Michael Lindsay. He talked to him for I'm going to say 20 minutes, 
about oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. handling, <laughs> what changes have you made, what kind of tracks are you riding, what adjustments have you made, right. what's your riding Meanwhile, style. Meanwhile, like Jerry's out there and Starling's out there. but he's, Well, he's, it, was, it was on the downtime. I but, it, I mean, seriously, like, above and beyond, he went to try to help this dude out, so... Just want to give a little credit to Michael. He didn't have to do that. He was well, very nice to him. They use Racetech motors and suspension over there with, with their riders. So Pulp 20 is the code to say with Racetech, Racetech.com. Um, all right, 250s. Garrett Marchbanks. Unbelievable. It was amazing. He won it his was, heat. It was awesome. First off, he won his Seriously, heat. Seriously, it was awesome. And this was really cool. For He's a good kid. I don't know him that well. Uh, he's got one career podium before this one, and it was in the mud. So, you know. San Diego. Yep. But, um, yeah, good job, huh, Weege, for Garrett Marchbanks? Yeah, I think even he was surprised. Um, he won that heat, you know, and I, I do the announcing there, so I got to interview him, and I, I think he was all of a sudden, you could almost see the confidence, like, in his face, in his eyes, like, in his soul. Like, okay, yeah, I can just do that again. I, it's unbelievable what a switch flip that it was. Like, winning that heat race just completely and totally changed his life. I mean, Sexton, you kept waiting for it to happen. He got it down to about one second at times, but it never really looked that shaky. Like, he looked good in Tampa. Uh, we thought there was maybe something to work with in Tampa, right? You know, Yeah, it was impressive. Yeah, yeah, it was impressive. Yeah, and then last next two rounds, I think he had tweaked his ankle a little bit. They were kind of almost back to where he was last year, so I don't think I was expecting to see this, and I'm not sure if he was. But it's like, it's, it's, it's that weird thing, especially in the 250 class. Like, you just never know when the breakthrough is coming, and for some guys, it never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe, you know, you have one line through a split lane and you get a whole shot on a track like that, and who knows what could happen. <laughs> it wasn't that. He rode he rode crazy good all night. Uh, he earned that one. I, I think when you have the points leader that gets into second place, like on the first lap, I think it definitely helped him that Jordan Smith retaliated on McElrath and took them both out. Yes. That helped. Yes. But still... He had your, the points leader behind him the entire time, and Sexton could not do anything with him. Marchbanks made zero mistakes. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed. I don't know that that carries anything into Indy. The tracks are so different. The Tyler racing is so different. But on that track, on that night, Marchbanks deserves all the credit. You got one career podium, and then you come out and lead every lap at Daytona for your first win. That's pretty cool. It is. It's a totally different yeah. race, and, as you have oh, made yeah. mention of oh, 17 times already. And um, But still, you're never taking that win away from him. He earned it, and I don't care what happened. That was not handed to him. He rode that was great. incredibly well. Mitch was very frustrated last week with Jordan and Garrett yep. in my post-race interview. He said he's going to send them some books to work on reading and mm-hmm. and all of this. And I asked about a mulligan for Jordan Smith. and not, Yeah, he was up. So this had to make him happy. Although Jordan Weege, this is, this is terrible for Jordan. He's got a knee issue now. Yeah, I mean, it certainly didn't look good. Uh, I mean, we, were, we had a lot of bench racing time today, driving back and forth to the GNCC. And we're like, man, this. How many years, even going back to amateur days, like Jordan Smith is always banged up. He's just always, always banged up. And obviously, you know, some of the things are not his fault. You know, this was a, you know, he, he could have gone down in that corner 10 times and nine times out of 10, he just gets up. It wasn't like a super gnarly crash. What, but he what, did, you, what did you make of that McElrath, Jordan, back and forth? <sighs> I, I, from my perspective, it's hard to see. So I actually just watched it back here a minute ago. Um, I mean, McElrath, that was pretty aggro. <laughs> and... I mean, you could tell Jordan was like, okay, I'm just going to go wide open on the inside. And, like, there was definite retaliation there. I don't mean, like, I'm looking to clean him out retaliation, but just, like, elevated level of intensity. 
Yeah. And but like I said, I think nine times out of ten, he just makes the pass and it's good. It just he happened to get hooked in the rear tire and they happened right. to go down and he happened yeah. to hook his knee. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out. It wasn't. I don't think the intention for uh, him to knock himself down. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was dude. Macarath's move was that was a full on shoulder check. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. But McElrath and Steve, I don't know how much you could tell watching practice. JT, McElrath was ridiculous in both his heat and the first qualifying sessions. Like, it was unreal how freaking fast he was going. Yeah. So, but, I mean, but, but yeah. He, couldn't, he couldn't stay with J-Mart, you know, in the main. Like, he was all over J-Mart, it looked like, and then just slowly J-Mart pulled away. You know what I think? I think, honestly, with McElrath, he was so great in practice and the heat. I think when the track deteriorated, I think that robbed him some of his speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was clearly the fastest guy on a good track, but when the track got really beat up and really nasty, I think he kind of came back to the middle a little bit. Uh, Sexton got second, widened his points lead. He's got ten point lead now. Looks great. Uh, J Mark, he wasn't too happy. You, you no. want to throw some texts out with him if you want more ammo. Oh, okay, all right, fantastic. I don't think he enjoyed the track. I, I will do that. Uh, what is it? The guy called PR guys. When's that going to drop? Well, it's a lot easier on them when they get two riders on the podium. Yep. It would be really easy if, if they could just sweep the darn podium, go to the press conference, and right. <clears throat> Geico PR guy would be done. Geico PR guy is probably going to massage uh, Sexton's comments, though, I imagine. So. No, it wasn't as much. He, he did a good job in the press conference. Oh, of, okay. you know, I don't think he's pumped about finishing second. So, you know, you're already not, not stoked. Um. But he just said he couldn't figure it out. Like, he couldn't figure out, you know, outdoor-style obstacles on Supercross suspension. Just never felt right. Mm. So, uh, Hampshire said he made a mistake in the sand. Uh, I didn't show it on TV, but he was third all race and then made a big mistake. Because he did. He made a mistake, not a lot, four or five, lost a bunch of time. Then it looked like he stabilized that. You know, some of us are paying a little closer attention to RJ mm. than, than others. Right. And... um then he looked like he stabilized that and everything was fine. And the next thing you know, checkers are out and J Mart's in third. So, and and some of us are upset about J Mart's uh, move when he in the Smith McElrath thing where he got pushed off the track and cut the corner. So, there were a couple times Hampshire had a few seconds over J Mart. Really wasn't under pressure. Could kind of do his thing. He screwed up the same section I was talking about where it was the chicane split section chicane. He screwed that up a couple times, and I even texted Steve like, Ugh, that's going to leave a mark because now you're changing the dynamic where both the guys, are, everybody's racing their own deal. Now RJ's going to have to worry about J-Mart. Like, he allowed him to get into kind of his space. It builds momentum for J-Mart, and it also forces RJ to start worrying about yeah. where J-Mart is, and it, it just kind of changed the race, in my opinion. Uh, Pierce Brown, six. Schmoda, seven. Enzo was up there early, fell. Cedric Subaross, 10. Jalik Swole, 9. Stop me if you have anything to add here because I didn't really see Well, still guys. still pretty good here from Enzo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The he, fall was too bad because he was, what, like fourth or something. Yeah. Um, but this is repeatable. This is like three rock-solid results in a row. Yep. Yep. Uh, Josh Hill went down early, right? His, his teammate, right? So. Yeah. A couple times past that, too. He looked like, yeah, he yeah. didn't look like he was enjoying he himself. He went down on the, on the outside when Jordan Smith and McElrath went down Josh Hill went on the outs, down on the outside trying to go around those guys. Uh, Curran Thurman. Good job, Curran Thurman. No front fender. Oh, yeah? No front fender, yeah, which yeah. is like the worst thing yeah, ever. Yeah, you yeah. get dirt sprayed in your face, 
all you can stare at is your front tire because it's grabbing your attention all the time. Yep. I, I can't believe he was actually able to ride forward that way. I can't believe how good this guy is. I know you talked about it last week, Steve, and it was interesting to hear your interview with him. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just going to make the main every week after, what do you say? Basically yeah. making night shows he was tough make, a year ago? He didn't make a night show at the very first Supercross in Nashville. <laughs> like, that's that's less than a year ago. Yeah. No night show. Like, what? <laughs> he'll, be winning, right? he'll be winning next year. Right. Uh, you okay, Weech? That water got Coronavirus. him. Water oh, got him. Yeah. Did you find yeah. out what T-Dags? They, they, they had one in uh, Volusia County, so it's did, on. Did you find out what T-Dags did in GNCC? Uh, results aren't posted yet. Well, when did this thing end? <laughs> They're still going. It's 10 o'clock. 24 hours of really Palaka. Sweet, 24 hours of Palaka. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. This just in. Okay, beginning of the podcast? No. Uh, where's T-Dags? Oh, boy. Not in, the, not in the top 20 overall. That's not a good sign. Oh, that's not good because he uh, was eighth at one point. not good. Yeah, yeah. Let's see in the pro class. Okay. Uh, just, Justin Rodbell, JT, was the Pulp MX Fantasy surprise guy. He was. I did not pick him, and I immediately regretted it. Yep. He rode for Traders a couple years ago. Do you remember that? He at Buds? Yeah, at yeah Buds? outdoors. Yeah. He did really well. Yep. Yep. What do you know about Justin Rodbell, Weege? I remember him quite a bit as an amateur. Um, definitely showed speed at times. I feel like there was a whole army of Yamaha guys, and that includes also in this race Carter Halpain that would, like, have, like, three halves of good motos at some point during the week at the red is we're like well look at this he can go just as fast as name x super duper factory router guy but they would never put it together enough to actually like win the title yeah, yeah. or win the moto um so halpane in his heat race showed a ton of speed same thing it was like for a few laps you're like wow these guys can ride yeah but it doesn't result in a result um all right carter halpane anyone well, that's uh, what I'm talking about. Same same thing as Rod Bell. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Right. I think this is his second. I think this is his second year. Yep. Uh, trying this. Yeah. He's got speed. He's got speed. New England guy. He spent a lot of time in the Cairo, Cairo zone, as we'll say. It says mm. he's from Texas. Yeah, but he, I think he did spend time in Cairo. What the heck? Savachi was born in Southern California and calls Cairo home. Right. So it's just you can't help it. Like the vortex will get you, Cairo. We'll, get well this is Texas though, so I don't know where the Cairo thing I, comes in. Well, New England. I thought it was from New England. Maybe them maybe I'm off on that. <laughs> um Well, I'm saying Savachi was born in Southern California and yep. moved to Cairo. That's, so if that's gonna that happen, is, that is anything's on the table. We got we got uh Grant Harlan, Curran Thurman, and Carter Halpain all list Texas. So maybe Texas is coming back. Let's make it a comeback. They will rise again. Yeah, um, all South team. Don't mess with Texas. Hey, so is Peters hurt? He he wasn't there. Peters is hurt. He won the arena cross and then that injury or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a had a broken bone. Yeah, uh, in his hand. Right. Um, kept it secret. Um, to make sure that there weren't any you know other teammates potentially going to the race. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pr- beautiful move. Yep. Uh, he still got like I think third uh, for the weekend, riding hurt and won the title. So, well, Jace, Jace Owen was there. Got Anybody 14. know what the deal is? Sinai? No Sinai? No, yeah, I don't know. Nothing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no Sinai. Art of War suspension, by the way. All they do is win Arena Cross titles. 1-0. Undefeated. Um, all right, anything else? 250-wise? Mm. Pierce Brown kind of just got shoveled back early and then kind of rode by himself. Six. Yeah. Six like, but he was like good. third or whatever, right? And yeah. then they kind of got by him. 
Well, yeah, I mean, so, I, don't, I don't think he's ready to beat McElrath yet, right, but right. sixth in your, what, second race? Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good. Yeah, he's yeah and he had to go to the LCQ. I think it was like, yeah. I saw Tyler, I saw our buddy TK, Grumpy Cat, walking back after, the heat? Uh, I think he crashed out of the heat. He did. Yeah, he, he, he was in the whoops. He was in the whoops, yeah. Yeah, and he eventually gave up, went to mechanics area, then went back to the pits, and I just saw Keith walking out of the announcer, or the manager's tower, and I'm just like, can any more go bad for right, this team? Like, right. here go. I mean, we all know Moreau's in a really bad situation right now. Yeah. I haven't heard any positive updates yet. Yep. And I'm like, you know, Pierce Brown was fast last week after missing some races, crashes in the main. So, dude, I've got to imagine that six feels like a podium yeah, for the team yeah. right now. No, good job yeah. for that. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll be uh, – so, oh, Pierce Brown's from Utah, and so is Marchbanks. Utah, coming in. Coming yeah. in hot. Yeah, yeah, they're the same age. Yeah. They, they've raced forever. Right, it's a weird right, deal. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, because remember, Marchbanks really got bumped early. Like, he wasn't supposed to be, you know. Well, some people have pointed out to me that, believe it or not, Marchbanks is the same age as, like, um, Brown and Swole, who are just getting started. Yep. It's been tough on Marchbanks because AC and Fortner were just so dynamic instantly, you know, winning races or podiums, you know, almost right. as soon as they started. Um, it looks like March Banks was not getting the job done, but when you think about okay, he's 18 and those other kids are 18 and they were still racing Loretta's, yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe it's not so bad. And now that he's going to win. It looks a whole lot better. Just keep him away from that stair step section at Mount Morris, and you're good. <laughs> That's right. Just skip that race. Yeah. <laughs> JT, how's your phone? Yeah. Good. Everything good. good on your yeah, phone? Yeah, we're solid. Okay. Super solid. Good. All right. I'm yeah. glad. Glad, you. glad you're paying attention. Yeah. Okay. We're good. I um, was just making a. I just made a very insightful comment about March Banks. You mad about it? Um, How are those papers doing? That's the results. Yeah, I have those too. Uh, what about any sign of Stu, two-time Daytona no champion? No Stu. No Stu. Couldn't make it? I wish he was there just because we could rub it in your face. I wish they would have made a wall and he would have came out and just jumped the wall. <laughs> like over Weege's head as he's opening ceremonies. I don't think he was there. I really don't. One week after, like, running down Chad's kids, like we proposed in our opening ceremonies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah One week after that, he jumps a wall over Weege's head. I'm, I'm a little fr- afraid. Like, maybe all his deals are withheld, so Daytona wasn't on the table. Oh, uh, where's where's the recaps? Like, where's the recaps been? Yeah, exactly. Well, so we knew this was going to happen. Away. We knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried. He came to Tampa, so I'm like, okay. Daytona... JT, you know the Florida geography. Mm-hmm. Daytona's even closer. Yeah, right? it's not far. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, recaps faded. He didn't come to the race. He's even closer than Tampa. I'm afraid we had him. Oh, please. Please don't tell me we lost him again. I thought Daytona would have been an easy one. Yeah, like a no yeah, brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and sure. I'm with if you. he's not there, I know that's a bad Chad song. was yeah. trying to do something with him. Oh, really? Yeah, Chad was a while ago. Like, come join yeah. me in opening ceremonies or something. Yep. Um, I got an email from a, uh, a magazine in another part of the world for a big four-figure deal. And all I had to do for, for this is call Stu and get him to talk about Chad. <laughs> that was my reply right there. Back, back. I actually, yeah, I just did that. Just, Were they going to pay you in Australian dollars or American dollars, this other country? American dollars. American dollars, yeah. Okay. Uh, but Whatever other honestly, you could, say, you could say, hey, Mathis, we're going to pay you Go find a unicorn and ride a unicorn down the strip in Vegas. Hey, Mathis, go <laughs> go capture a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. I would rainbow. like for them to offer you like a million dollars. Right. Yeah. Make it, make it, yeah, make it a hundred million dollars. It's like, um, 
when the manufacturers come out with their contingency ads yeah. and they'd be like, you know, $800,000 in Suzuki bucks. Make it $5 million. Just right. say any random privateer that buys your bike at a dealer, you win a Supercross main, $5 million. Well, that's what I did with Husky. So in 01, they gave me oh. my – so I had a you know factory contract, whatever. Like money was fine, mm-hmm. everything. But they gave me a bonus program, and it was just top three. Right. And, oh. I, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, that's great. It was a lot of money for top three, but I just told him. I told Araldo, I said, hey, can we make this like $10 million for a win? I just want to show people. Like, I, I'm never going to yeah. win anything. Yeah. My best finish at that time was a seventh. Like, I'm getting lapped by Carmichael. That's what's happening. I'm not going to win. Like, just make it something awesome, and let's get some press out of this. Yep. So, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, so if I get a hold of... If I, Suzuki? Remember that? Yeah. Didn't they do that? They did. I think they threw out a huge thing. Yep. A huge thing for one of the riders to win a main event. And now uh, Lammy was on it. I think Lammy was one of the riders. Well, all I got to do is get a hold of Stu and do, to get this money for this okay. story. So it should be okay. should be no problem. You got it. Look for it. Look for it soon. Um, Maybe he was there. Couldn't get the right pass. Probably still stuck a will call. <laughs> these, are, these are terrible problems. For it, it actually was kind of a terrible it. problem. See? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, I heard some horror stories. That's all I'm going off of. All right. Well, everybody, this has been the Daytona wrap-up. This Friday night, Indianapolis, Pulpamex, Racer X, Fly Racing, Yamaha, Art of Sport, Karcher, coming in hot with a live show. <laughs> it's going to be good. I am risking coronavirus. I'm getting on a plane that I don't have to get on. I'm already in Daytona. Listen, we're all we're all buried in this coronavirus thing. Keith, on- Kiefer's coming out. JT's I'm coming here. out. Just, yep. Come on, everybody. Bring it in. Come on, hang out with us. Coronavirus and all. You notice with the coronavirus, JT and I uh, talked about this on the Fly Racing Show. If you want to be like, okay, I got to cut down on the handshakes and all that stuff. And within one day, the track, you're like, that's not happening. Not possible. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There are so many people. There are so many people that extended their hand to me, and I just kind of looked at it. I looked at them, and I looked at it, and I looked at them, and I'm like, fuck, I got to do it. I I shook their hand. (laughs) There's nothing you can do. No. I just don't no. go rub your eyes after you. No, shake I wash my hands like forty times on right. Saturday. So. <laughs> okay, anything else about Daytona, the worst race of the year? While while we uh, have you guys on. Okay. Oh God, Steve. Yeah. Well, whatever. Thanks to thanks for that PR guy and Andrew. Thank you for yeah, he was great. Thank, and, thank uh, you for our, caring. This is actually awesome. Um, he got our group up there anyway. Uh, you know, our man Mitch, yep. our right hand man, running the Racerex website, a couple other Racerex guys. And this is funny. So, he, because Steve, because he wanted to make you so happy, mm-hmm. he still gets the room. We send our other guys up there. And he said, Oh, there's some industry people up there. Let me kick them out. It was Marvin Muscan, Matil <laughs> Muscan, <laughs> Courtney Roxon, and our buddy Paul Parabinos, Paul and some others. Yes. And he's like, I will get rid of these people. You know, I'm, he was so determined to make it perfect I for like you, that. Steve. I like that. It's yes. my, that's my guy. Yeah. Now our well, people said, no, no, I think they can. I think this Marvin Muscan guy, he can stay. He's qualified. He's I, allowed uh, to stay up here. I might be back next year with that kind of attitude from the Speedway. <laughs> they were willing so, to kick Marvin Muscan. So sounds, like, sounds like you're ready you. to board the next flight. I need. Okay, I need that building back, and I need a copter. 
I want I want Andrew to get me and I want to land on the track and just go that's what I want to do. If you Andrew makes that happen, I'm going. I want like a Vietnam era chopper yeah. with like no doors on it right. and an automatic machine gun right. on the side. Right. If I can get a helicopter and I can go in and out of that way, I'm in. Yep. Otherwise, screw it. All right, everybody. Well, that's been it. The verdict is in. Daytona's awesome. Daytona's awesome. <laughs> that, yes. Listen to the Jasons. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One guy uh, uh, lives in Florida and grew up idolizing that place, and the other guy makes money from the Speedway. But they think Daytona's awesome. So listen, consider where that's coming listen, from. We everybody. were the only two there. So how could you even know? Oh, I've been there a lot. <laughs> Trust me. Um. Talk to a lot of satisfied fans. I try to use that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're always Call talking to fans, Weege. One thing or another, you're always out there talking to fans. I, I, I guess that's the, Don't take their opinion for anything. That's true. No, I'm saying you don't talk to any fans. Oh, stop it. He was interviewing them on the Jumbotron. <laughs> you're the one who literally says I spend too much time talking to random people. Well, industry people, not fans. That was part of his job <laughs> description. At, starting at 5.30 p.m., he interviewed fans on the Jumbotron. <laughs> My wife just peeped in from the side of the room saying, yeah, that's true. Steve's right. What? <laughs> Talking to too many random Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Especially some of these industry people that are just total D-bags. And we will just blow them down. And you're just like... You're you can't like, get enough, though. Dude, you're it's like... The worst, the worst story and the, most far, the more far-fetched it gets, the more he's intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a moth to a flame. Yep. Yep. Oh, we got Detroit coming up, everybody. Oh, boy. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> All right. Thanks for Fly Racing. Thank you, Renthal. Thank you, Alias CBD. Thank you, Maxis, as well. It's uh, it's the Jasons. Uh, thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely, 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just 
thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Right, as the day.